welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're Booksmen. Hell yeah. Recording on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, that's how big nerds we are. Yeah. That's how much we like books. Tim, you just you just uh, asked me, like, hey, you doing anything tonight? You want to do something? I was like, yeah, maybe. And now I'm realizing, like, it's Saturday. It's like 4.30 on a Saturday, and I've had three beers, at least three beers right now. I'm going to sleep after this. Are you? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Tom, we got to break out of this, though. We can't just... The you last can't just year, get drunk every afternoon and no, go and go to sleep. Look, I, and I'm not sure how much of this is because the last year and a half has been really weird. Yeah, um, and none of us have really done anything. Mm-hmm. And how much of it is that you've gotten old? You're over forty now. <laughs> Um, and I'm uh, look. Uh, I'm I'm yeah, the I'm, generational I'm divide has yeah. become uh, but, apparent. Tom, in years past, uh-huh. we have recorded on yeah. Saturdays. Uh-huh. We've had some drinks, yeah, and then had a totally normal night. We've gone out and, like, in in some cases, stayed out till well after midnight, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like we got to get back to at least not being like, well, I did lifestyle. I did something, uh, and it's 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 six p.m. and That's my enough. day is shot. It's a freaking Saturday night. I'm not saying my day is shot. You're but saying, I'm saying you're I'm going I'm to done bed. Enough. <laughs> I'm not saying it's shot. I'm saying it's done. <laughs> I've done every. I've, I've what do you think a, shot means? I've, I've had a productive day. The day's not shot. I got everything done I needed to get done, and now I'm rewarded with going to bed. Tom, you're not even drinking beers. You're drinking Bud Light seltzer. Uh, and what what is this one? It's like summer something. Summer, summer ice. They well, also the, have, the, uh, the flavor is summer ice, but it's like the brand is like summer reborn or something. Yeah, it's got it's in a tie dyed can. Yeah, the retro three, summer or something. I think it is. Yeah, the three flavors are summer ice, blue raspberry, and chill cherry limeade. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, they all have different names. It's Chill Cherry Limeade. I'm looking at all these cans that I finished. <laughs> Blazing Blue Raspberry. They are all they all end with a period. Don't you yeah. think they should end well, with an exclamation? Um, and Groovy Summer Ice. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah. I didn't even see that. They, had, they wow. have different names on the sides. This is cool as hell. Tim, you brought these uh, seltzers, hard seltzers, to... Uh, uh when we were camping uh, not camping staying at uh cabins recently yeah big group lots of people yeah. around a fire drinking mm-hmm. groovy summer ice beverages and and these were a hit uh yeah. i think or at least they were a hit with me i don't know everybody else felt well no everybody else kind of hated them they were all <laughs> the, what they really do taste like are melted down candy yeah like the, not even like good candy like not even like Melted down chuckles, which yeah. is like branded. This <laughs> chuckles. Is, <laughs> is that what you consider a good candy? No, I'm not. I don't even think chuckles is that. I'm trying to think of a gummy candy that right. doesn't cost five gummy cents. Gummy bears. Yeah. But this gummy is like. Worms. This is like the five cent like. Airheads. Bargain bin candy yeah. mm-hmm. that they've melted down. Where and it's put like this itself. is just corn syrup. Yeah. With, with some flavoring that will, you know, if you're. Uh, pregnant it will give your kid a learning disability <laughs> but but hey it makes it like a really bright blue so you know 
weigh weigh your options and you decide. <laughs> um, no, but these are a big hit, and I mean they taste incredibly sugary, but they're uh, you know like I don't know 100 calories or they something. They claim they have zero grams of added sugars. Yeah, how is this possible? I don't. What know. is in this? I don't know, Tim. But here's the thing: the ingredients probably something very natural. Well, naturally flavored with other natural flavors, it says. Which <laughs> well, then is, what are those other natural flavors? That's a weird <laughs> sentence construction. Naturally yeah. flavored with other natural flavors? Yeah, that, that's, some lawyer wrote that. Ingredients, water, cold fermented cane sugar, mm. although they say added sugar, zero grams. Right. Natural flavors, but the, citric but acid, the fermented sugar is where the alcohol comes from. Yeah, there's stevia in here, Tom. Oh, then that's probably what it is. Okay, well, that's not bad then. It's I natural. Mean, we're gonna figure out what stevia does to us at some <laughs> point. We're on the we're on the cusp, right? It's been a, around long enough. Yeah, that it we'll seems be, too good to be true. The like, studies, the the, yeah. the results of the studies will be coming out soon. Yeah, I mean, so far every uh, artificial sweetener. And stevia is a natural sweetener, but every sweetener that's not sugar, somebody's been like, well, we finally figured it out. A way to make something taste like sugar with no side effects whatsoever. And uh, yeah, stevia is just the latest on the uh, on a long line of. When did Stevia hit the streets? I want to say like 2000. Yeah. Yeah. It's been around for a bit. It's gotten more and more widely used, I think. But yeah. You know, it, it never used to be in, uh, you know, like uh, things like this, like mass consumer items. But, yeah. Um, it was but, always like something you had to add yourself to it. You could get like yeah, a Yeah, you get a packet of it, maybe. Maybe it was not affordable for an Anheuser-Busch to be like. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they're just more like, hey, look, our business is selling direct to consumer here, and that's going to be pretty expensive. Yeah. And we're not going to like sell in bulk to you. Right. Yeah. But now, you know, the, the supply chain's ramped up enough yeah. that uh, they, they've got extra to sell to Anheuser-Busch. Mm-hmm. Um, Coincides perfectly with the spiked seltzer craze. Yeah. Well, but that's what I was going to say, that um, that's the one problem with the whole the whole uh, uh, hard seltzer. I mean, at this point, I think it's here to stay. Yeah. Um, it's no longer a craze. Was this the third summer? At that least. It's been, yeah. Like that it's been like. The, the predominant new, yeah. drink when you've ever gone out, and maybe it's again because you're old and I'm a little. Uh, well, I'm I was gonna say this, Tim. Like you know, everybody came uh, to to uh, you know the the cabins. Everybody brought their own you know case or two of something, mm-hmm. and it was you know everybody was generous with like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, you want one of what I've got? You know, help yourself. Um, and I brought uh, Goose Island IPA, you know, a, a, a very decent IPA, I think. I don't remember being offered that. I, I definitely <laughs> want to drink that over this. Well, I kept them in my cabin, so yeah, you yeah. had to ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but I remember I when I had them, I was kind of thinking like, oh, everybody else brought seltzer and I'm the only one who brought beer. Mm. Um like that kind of sucks. And then after I had a few people's seltzers, I was like, yeah, you know what? When it's hot out, because I've always been a big believer in, you know, I've talked about this a million times. Coffee and beer, I can appreciate good ones, but I'm not a snob about it. Yeah. I'll take whatever you've got. And I've also long been an advocate of like, 
Look, if you're uh, grilling, you're outside, it's a hot day, nothing better than like a Bud Light. Mm -hmm. You know, you you don't want to you know, a heavy, ooh, but can't you taste all the flavors in yeah, this ooh, IPA? Yeah, in here. Yeah, are... it's 9%. Yeah. Don't you love it? And it's like, I like that stuff, it, you know, but it's got a... <laughs> but it's 94 degrees and I'll pass out if I have <laughs> yeah. another sip it, of it. <laughs> it has its time and place. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the seltzer, I think it's very good at tricking you into thinking like, I'm, my body thinks it's being hydrated instead yeah. of slowly poisoned. Um, um, so it's great. Could you imagine being the parent of a teenager with these freaking things floating oh, around? Yeah. I mean, they, the, even the cans are so much fun. Yeah. But also they look like Instagram. Like the one thing alcohol, the one thing parents had yeah. on alcohol is that it's an acquired taste. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's like, why you I have think to like, like be like, this, this is gross. And these things taste like <laughs> fucking candy and it's like yeah there's no way and that's why like my entry point to alcohol was mike's hard lemonade because right. like this doesn't taste like shit but like i i, I was driving what... home from those cabins and i had a regular flavored seltzer uh-huh and there's so many brands now yeah. it's a brand i had never drank before and i was like wait is this an alcoholic seltzer and yeah. the fact that like you can't I tell didn't know was you know Troubling. Teens will go nuts for this shit. A fucking eight-year-old would love this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why, like, uh, you know, as a kid, uh, I don't know if, uh, like, your family was like this, but, like, you know, at a certain age, it was like, you want a sip of beer? Fine. Oh, yeah. And, and then, then you'd, you'd have like, it and be like, oh. I remember, I remember being, like, seven years old. Yeah. My grandparents' backyard, my dad being like, fine have yeah. a sip of this and be like i remember how bad it tastes <laughs> right and Although, it was like i think a bud light yeah, <laughs> like, yeah exactly me, it wasn't for years it was burnt into my brain like that stuff tastes like shit yeah it wasn't like an oatmeal stout no. or something or like a double ipa <laughs> um yeah th- although that kind of backfired i know with uh with my uh with my niece not with alcohol but like when she was like very young i want to say like less than a year old you know she would just want whatever somebody had and uh it was always coffee and it was like all right here you go and it turned out she loves black coffee (laughs) so now that has to be like kept out of arm's reach from her so i think they probably won't with her be like, all right, you want to try what a beer tastes like? Because odds are she'll be like, it tastes great. Your niece has a more refined palate than I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I just remember. Better not give her any uh, foie, fo- foie gras. <laughs> yeah, gras. She'll, go, she'll go nuts for it. Yeah. Uh, Tim, you sound like a Philistine not knowing how it's pronounced. How dare you? Look, it's uh, what it is, is it's torture. Getting yeah. So it's a way to torture an animal to make something that, I don't know, I guess. I'm tastes, not going to give it the respect of, of pronouncing it correctly. Uh, you, you force feed an animal and that makes uh, the, the dish taste better because, you know, uh, suffering has come from mm-hmm. it. Unlike everything else. Um, the Bud Light seltzers, though. You know, a zucchini screams when you get into it. <laughs> uh, the Bud Light seltzers, like, I thought they were fools for, for marketing these as Bud Light. Because it's like, oh, I expect this to taste like... Because they've used the Bud Light branding for so many things. Bud Light branding just means, like, hey, don't want to get real fucked up real quick. Yeah. You <laughs> but might, still want it to be acceptable. But still want to eventually get fucked up. Yeah. 
And like not get made fun of. Yeah, like, but I don't know because you'll like, get made fun of for drinking like a Tecate or something because people are like, oh, a light beer, huh? But Bud Light. I don't know. But I'm also thinking about like uh, the Bud Light, like uh, strawberry Ritas and stuff like oh, that, yeah. which those do seem targeted at people who want to get fucked up for the least amount of money because mm-hmm. i think well, those are also, sold exclusively in like 36 in, ounce cans. Yeah, yeah yeah you can't buy like a six pack of it yeah. in most places at least that i've seen so yeah i was skeptical but these bud light seltzers uh delicious maybe instead of doing anything tom we each have like we just five keep more drinking of the, the yeah. rest of uh we'll the, the, the microphones pack. on yeah it'll make Brilliant entertainment. But yeah, I just remember like, you we know, should charge by the minute on Patreon. <laughs> I don't think that's an option. I think that would end and very quickly. Um, no, I mean, I just remember as like a as like a, a, a teen, you know, as like a high schooler and a college kid. Yeah, every every, uh, you know, means of drinking alcohol was all about like how to do this as fast as possible how to like mix this up with like fruit punch with like the most sugary sweet fruit punch so you don't taste anything. And I do remember like by the time I was like out of college and people were still like doing drinking games and playing beer pong and stuff being like, well, no, I like the taste of beer now. I don't want to I don't need to be encouraged to like, you know, buy some game to drink it as fast as possible, regardless of how bad it tastes, because the goal is just to get fucked up. It's like, look, now I enjoy the journey to getting fucked up. Do you enjoy getting fucked up? No, I don't only because I'm too aware of the consequences now. Yeah, I'm aware of the fact when I'm fucked up now is like there used to not be consequences. And then. There were consequences, but you would forget about them. Or you didn't know about them in the moment while you were fucked up because yeah, you were fucked up. Exactly. Now but I now can't when get, I get fucked, fucked up, up enough not to know. Yeah, I know. Like, I can't stop myself from saying these things, but I also know these things will have horrible consequences. But, like, I just can't stop myself. Yeah. Hey. Hey, hey and that's part of growing up. <laughs> Tom, I read The Secret. Yes, I know, Tim. You've been talking about it for the last two weeks. Um, I've been talking your ear off about mm-hmm. it. Um, Tom, I've, I've reached the part, I think. Tim, can I just say something? I'm very disappointed. I'm not seeing a vision board here. Um, I think we should make the vision boards together next week. <sighs> We're this not going to do that. Well, what am I supposed to do? Uh, make we, a vision board. But you're not going to make a vision board? No, I'm not reading the book. But you're supposed to be getting the book. Here's what I think. I think we're not going to have a lot to talk about next <laughs> week. I think we come up, we we have some some clippings that we want to put on our vision board as part of our discussion. Okay. Oh, so like, uh, you want me to bring the oak tag for you to put those? Yeah. Okay. Bring the, bring the oak tag and man, uh, man, oak tag for the first time since eighth grade. But bring the oak tag and uh. Uh, you know, glue at least sticks. At, at glue sticks and a half a dozen Maxim uh, magazines uh, issues of uh, Playboy magazine from the 1970s. Oh, yeah. 70s. <laughs> Tom, remember? <laughs> I think of this all the time as the funniest thing that ever happened in Complete Guide history. Uh-huh. <laughs> we did a live show at the at uh, 
Union Hall. Yeah, it's right there, by the way. It's on my bookshelf. In in Brooklyn. Yeah, and I had found uh, there's a store in Williamsburg that sells like a bunch of like old trash from the 80s and 90s. And thank you. And a bunch of old Playboys from the 90s. Nice. And they don't have the same rules about not selling to uh, minors. <laughs> Tom, uh, I know you think you're a minor, but uh, you're actually a very old man. And so I bought an issue of Playboy with Jenny McCarthy on the cover. An I... interview with James Carville, the Raging Cajun. <laughs> and uh, an interview with uh, Vincent Bugliosi. Bugliosi? Uliosi, um, the the guy who uh, the prosecutor who put uh, Charles Manson away, yeah, talking shit about Johnny Cochran. <laughs> this is like this was perhaps peak Playboy. I think. Yeah, I mean, for people our age, of course, nineteen ninety six. Oh yeah, because it was when we were thirteen. <laughs> yeah, but I also think that, like, you know, aside from like, aside from like the sixties, when like you know Playboy had just come out and was like a phenomenon, mm. that this was like you know the 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 only peak that they had after that. Yeah. Anyway, I got this. Because we were going to play a game at our Christmas show. Yeah. And I was going to be a, uh, this was going to be a prize for the winner of the game. Yeah. And I thought to sweeten the deal to encourage people to to volunteer to play the game, I'd pass the Playboy around the the audience so yeah, they could get a good look at it. it came back with all the pages stuck together. But it turns out there was like... Maybe a minor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. She was there with her mother. Yeah, and, and, uh, a woman, uh, a young lady, and her mother in the front row, mm. and they were the first ones that I had. And I was like, "Hey, pass this around. Hey, take a look as much yeah. as you want, and then pass it around." And he, you got so mad at me. And I think about the fact that I well, like, because I could see how uncomfortable they were. I know, but I often think about the time when I handed this Jenny McCarthy play boy to a 15 year old girl and her mom in the front row of a show that we did and when i was like 32 years old yeah and you just, just being like tim what are you doing and i just think <laughs> life is weird isn't it <laughs> you know the, the this uh this girl probably like bought tickets and her mom was probably like no you can't go to that by yourself and like she was probably like mom it's fine like they're good boys. It's it's nice, normal content. And so then, what are we supposed to do? Like not uh, be no, ourselves? But, I, but I'm just saying the the fact that like this this girl probably tried to convince her mom that this wasn't anything filthy or wrong or bad. Well, she fucked but up. Then, she but, shouldn't have come. But then you know, her mom was like, well, I still want to come. And then, you know, a, a 32-year-old man handed her uh handed her 15 year old daughter a pornographic magazine from the stage pornography she's probably like wow this is so much worse than i could have ever imagined it was <sighs> she, uh, well if you're not gonna look at it pass it over here, to me i'll look at it while you explain here. while you explain some dumb book i'll read the good book i shouldn't have given that to you now you're just not gonna listen at all i see Folding it, the Jenny McCarthy isn't even That's the center folder. No, there. it's it, but this this is a pretty attractive woman, I'd say. She's smoking a cigar too. <laughs> oh, I thought they put ugly people in Playboy, <laughs> Tom. Tom, I'm gonna have to ask that you put that away. 
it's very gross though that like uh they put uh like uh and here's a picture of her when she was 10 years oh, old why did they do that i have no idea yeah that's not cool no all right close it up tom put it away for now yeah that's fine <laughs> i just i just need you paying attention all here. right fine Tom the Secret. Uh, I think I started with the most controversial uh, chapter. The, the first chapter. And your health. Oh, in in this this episode starting with the most controversial yeah. chapter. Yeah. I thought you were saying when I read this book, I start with the most controversial <laughs> chapter. No. Okay. So you know the secret. And it's basically yeah, but I can't say. No, you can say. <laughs> Well, the law of attraction is is uh, uh, governing the universe. Yeah. So if you think bad things, whatever you're thinking of, you're attracting to yourself. Right. Bad things, good things. So Oprah, Mm -hmm. a famous lady here in the States. Famous lady everywhere. Uh, I don't know. Everybody knows Oprah. She interviewed Harry and Meghan. Yeah, I guess so. People really hate Meghan. Yeah, racist. This gossip site I, I read really hates Megan. Yeah. What gossip site do you read? I don't want to talk about it. Because <laughs> it's one that isn't like super on the radar. And they got a little <laughs> they got a little into QAnon conspiracies. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, once they started having blind items that were clearly about Tom Hanks being a pedophile, I was just like, yeah. uh, I don't think this is yeah. I don't think this is a trust, trustworthy <laughs> source of gossip. I mean, I did trust this when they said uh Megan was out to uh, murder the queen herself and take the throne, but Tom Hanks being bad, I don't buy it. So, uh so Oprah in like 2007 started really uh getting into the secret. Yeah. And promoting Which it. is ridiculous because it's like, Oprah, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You don't need some get-rich-quick scheme. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there was some sort of branding yeah, deal that was done. Or... Yeah. I think this... And guess what? To this day, Tom, and people on Patreon uh, have, have pointed this out, you cannot get... Like, like this, this book came out 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. You cannot get a discounted version of this hmm. book anywhere. Like the ebook that I bought to read this costs like eighteen ninety five. Wow, I mean, I, I guess that's part of the like you know, if you're selling something that you're calling the secret, you've got to be like, and you know, it's not cheap. Yeah, uh, because if it's cheap, then people are going to be like, uh. but it's but the whole thing is simple. Like they put it out on a, essentially an infomercial. Yeah, they let Oprah give out the secret, but mm. she's just like, oh, you want to know more? Which is why I'm shocked that there's not more in this book about like here's how you make your vision board right a guy just like kind of talks about vision boards i thought this would be like well you've heard about all this other stuff but here's how but here's like the nuts and bolts of it and it's not it's just them saying the same stuff over and over again but rubes like me bought the book yeah so anyway because of this chapter Mm -hmm. uh, well let me let me read the quote in question and i feel like there is stuff that has been added to this chapter, uh, The Secret and Your Health, um, because of the controversy. Okay. Um, well, they start off by talking about the placebo effect, mm. which makes sense to me a little bit. This is the problem with this book. <laughs> There's so much of it that, like, on its face is, like, sound. And I think, like like well, I said- that's how all these things work. That's how Scientology works. But not even, like, on its face. There's, like- the main kind of thrust of this book is like 
look, your life will be better mm-hmm. if you focus on being optimistic right. and don't have a pessimistic attitude. Right. And, and, t- like, and take control of your own destiny. Exactly. And I think that's like legitimately good advice. Yeah. But then they like muck it up with all this other stuff. Like they have to dress it up and be like, and you'll get a fucking yacht if you do that. And it's like, and it'll come to you by magic. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, and that's how this works because you're reading something that is common sense advice and you're like, that makes sense. So then when you read, oh, and also if you put a picture of a yacht up on your wall, you'll get that yacht. People are like, well, the other advice they gave was very sound. So this must also be sound advice. Yeah, exactly. But it's also like they're like, I just feel like in order to make a billion dollars instead of a million dollars, they're just like, let's like super over promise here. Yeah. Um, Over promise under deliver. Kathy Goodman, a personal story. Don't interrupt me here because this is a. a, a, All right. Kathy Griffin's personal story. it's, It's a whole other lady. Kathy Goodman. I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I truly believed in my heart with my strong faith that I was already healed. Each day I would say, thank you for my healing. On and on I went, thank you for my healing. I believed in my heart I was healed. I saw myself as if cancer was never in my body. One of the things I did to heal myself was to watch very funny movies. That's hey, all we would do. the best medicine. Just laugh, laugh, and laugh. We couldn't afford to put any stress in my life because we knew stress was one of the worst things to do while you were trying to heal yourself. Mm -hmm. From the time I was diagnosed to the time I was healed was approximately three months, (laughs) and that's without any radiation or chemotherapy. Yeah. She watched funny movies and believed, and that cured her cancer, and they put that in a book. (laughs) Well, they can put anything in a book, Tim. I've written books. So uh, in 2007, Oprah was pumping this book mm-hmm. heavily. Yeah. And old, uh, she was uh, uh, doing an old pump and dump. Yeah. And she got a letter from a woman named Kim mm-hmm. who wrote uh, to announce to Oprah she decided to halt her breast cancer treatments mm-hmm. and heal herself with her mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim had just seen the two shows dedicated to The Secret. Um and uh, was inspired to bet her life on it. And Oprah, to her credit, after <laughs> all of this, was just like, heh, uh, meh. and she went on the air to, quote, clarify her thoughts. Yeah. And she said- Oprah, to her credit, or her lawyer's advice. <laughs> yeah, and she, she essentially implored Kim to go back to her treatments, and she said uh, that the law of attraction is not the answer to everything, it is not the answer to atrocities or every tragedy, <laughs> which was still kind of like stopping short of what she did to that James Fry guy where yeah. she was like, James Frey, James Fry. Yeah, something like that. Um, the million little pieces yeah, guy where she liar. was like, you had a book that was uh, presented as nonfiction, but it was a lie. And then like she was just like, this tells you you don't need medicine and you'll live and you'll be completely cleared. And I'll kind of be like, well, maybe well, only sometimes though. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I think that's why this controversial. And I think they well, did add some more quotes in here. Like there's a doctor in here that says like, if it's an acute situation that could really bring death to them, then obviously the medicine is a wise thing to do while they also explore what the mind is about. And I think like that's, that should be the message. Like, yeah. 
And, and also, it's like, fuck you. If somebody gets a, a terminal diagnosis, don't tell them how to think. But also, it's like, you know, probably better off well, if you can and, focus on uh, be as optimistic as possible. Yeah, I mean, there, you know, there's definitely lots of uh, evidence and studies and stuff that point to like, you know, uh, uh, positivity being important. You know, that a lot of people that beat illnesses, you know, things that are considered terminal illnesses they do so hold on i gotta let my dog out yeah right the one time you're saying something like remotely serious on this show (laughs) um the the uh you forgot because all those i forgot (laughs) um no that like you rarely hear about people that you know miraculously recover from terminal illnesses who are like Yep, I had gotten that diagnosis a year ago, and from that point, I was like, I am a dead man. Yeah. <laughs> I better not even try anything. And then one day, I woke up, and I was fine. You hear about people who are like, no, I was convinced I'm going to beat this thing. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, that's just the way things are going to be. But, um, yeah, it's always a very dangerous thing to be like, uh, and as a result of that, don't worry about anything else. Because the vast watch funny movies and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you won't hear anybody tell you this except here at the Books of Podcast where we're straight shooters. But the vast majority of people who sexy uh, straight shooters. That's <laughs> the books of the podcast. The the vast majority of people who overcome uh uh bad diagnosis do so with a mixture of uh, uh, recommended treatments and a positive attitude. Right. And, you know, yeah, looking into alternative medicine, but not at the expense of uh, traditional medicine. Yeah. yeah. I, there's somebody, and I don't want to look up this person's name, uh, but somebody like posted in the comments, like, uh, not because I'm lazy, but because <laughs> I think it's, but it was like, oh, when I was going through chemotherapy, a family member bought me this book. And like, right. don't do that for, for, yeah, for somebody. Yeah. The, you know, don't, well, and, and, don't buy them a book being like, just watch funny movies. It cured that lady. <laughs> it cured that lady. And like, you know. Have you seen The and, Mask lately? And I put up, I made a vision board uh, about how I want to be rich. And then, you know, a week later, I found a hundred dollar bill uh, on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. So this works. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and also, you know, to, uh, of course you're, you're preying on people getting the worst news of their life at a moment when they have absolutely no idea what they should do. <laughs> and you're saying, don't worry, I have the answer. And the answer isn't complicated. Like every other answer has been proposed to you. It's very simple. They literally say you can think your way to the perfect state of health, the perfect body, the perfect weight and eternal youth. Yeah. I mean, look at uh, uh, former President Donald Trump, who has frequently told us all that he is the picture of good health. And, uh, you know, just look at him. It's true. I mean, he'll He's, never die. He won't ever die. That is the thing. <laughs> he, he is going to will think himself. That motherfucker is the embodiment of the spirit of the secret. <laughs> that, that might be true. Of Just like, don't look at me. And judge how healthy I am. Don't don't hear Ooh, about all he does is just like 
constantly defy reality. Yeah, don't 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 you know hear I'm about rich. how I I'm eat, already rich. How I eat and you know I I, I subsist on uh, you know ketchup and steak and McDonald's. And I don't believe in exercise, but like I'm going to outlive all of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things that people often do when they have an illness is talk about it all the time. That's <laughs> because ignore it. That's because they're thinking about it all the time. They're, so they're just verbalizing their thoughts. If you're feeling unwell, don't talk about it unless you want more of it. Yeah. Uh, sure. This seems like bad. Like. This is bad for like preventative <laughs> measures as well. Well, it's bad and also like, you know, uh, your mental health, like no mental health professional is going to tell you like the advice here is don't think or talk about something. Yeah. Um, and also it's like, sure, if you somehow miraculously heal, you know, three months later and you didn't tell anybody about it or anything. And then somebody did tell you, like, hey, guess what? Uh, I didn't mention it, but I had cancer this whole time, and uh, I overcame it with my mind. Yeah, I'd be blown away. I'd, I'd want to see proof, <laughs> but I would be blown <laughs> away by that. But for the, you know, 99% of people or whatever that it's going to be like, yep, nobody I knew. I had this horrible illness I was fighting with until the day I died. Like that's horrible, yeah. You know, and that and that does unfortunately happen a lot. That happened with uh, Chadwick Boseman. Like, yeah, people didn't know he was fighting uh, against cancer, and he believed in his heart he was going to beat it. But mm. sometimes that just doesn't happen. Those diseases are bad. This one guy, Morris Goodman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he has an inspiring story. He was paralyzed. And then mm -hmm. he walked again. They, he was more than paralyzed. They thought he would ne he'd be a vegetable for the rest oh, of the Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just a uh, a rhetorical uh, uh, turn of phrase that I don't like. Mm -hmm. My story begins on March 10th, 1981. This day really changed my whole life. It's a day I'll never forget. I crashed an airplane. <laughs> I ended up in the hospital <laughs> completely paralyzed. You think you'll never forget it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are days I'll never forget where it's just like I said something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching Top Chef, and uh, it's the finals this yeah. week. And they were like, this is going to be an experience you never forget. Like, no shit. When you were uh, on a, a reality TV show and you were in contention for $500,000, yeah, Stop saying you'll never forget something. Like, yeah. What What would you forget? Yeah, I don't know. Like, if after this you became like, uh, you know, the host of the Tonight Show. Yeah, all right. Then maybe you would forget after doing forty years of. <laughs> no, do you think somebody would be like, remember when you were on Top Chef, and they'd be like, hmm, I I kind of do. Uh. I guess I was I did I win five hundred thousand dollars on it, on the craft I devoted my life to. Is that true, Ed? I was on Top Shelf. <laughs> Top Chef? Yes. Well, I don't remember. Tom, uh, Dr. Ben Johnson uh, said these illuminating words. We are now entering the era of energy medicine. I didn't. I, Sounds it's, neat. It's, yeah, it's unclear what that actually means. I think it's probably like, you know, like laser surgery. Yeah. Okay. Uh, apparently. 
age, this will be good news to you. Um, age doesn't mean anything. And and, oh, and right. this is something that I think they actually, um, something that they do say, like Western society cares too much about age yeah. and like tries to get everybody insecure about aging. Right. And like, cool. Like, can't you just leave it at that <laughs> rather than being like, and you can literally age in reverse yeah. if you believe it. Like fucking Benjamin Buttons. Right. Whereas it's like people that do literally age in reverse, you know, both both of our dreams that like somehow now we'll get in the best shape of our lives or like when we're 50, we'll be in, because you do yeah, hear J.K. Simmons. I mean, I was going to say that, like, you do hear stories about people where it's like, you know, uh, this person, you know, never exercised and at 70. They, they decided they were going to become an endurance athlete. But it's like, but they didn't decide it and just think it a lot. Yeah. No, <laughs> they, they went out and did it. Yeah. But I mean, here's the real secret of the secret. Uh-oh. Is Am that, I going like, to have to pay eighteen ninety nine to hear this? No. They keep saying, you know, it's $5 a month. Um, they, they keep saying, like, don't worry about how things are going to happen. Yeah. And I think this all just is, if the secret does work... It's like you motivate yourself to actually do the things. Yeah. And that's all that's all the real secret is. Like you focus on something enough, you're just gonna eventually start doing it. Right. Um, and you're gonna like work hard at it and well, try and to like, achieve it. You know, the the most successful people in the world are, got to where they are due to a, a following a plan, like making yeah. a plan and then following it. Nobody competes in the Olympics because they wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> it's because they wanted to. And as a result of that, they devised a plan and worked harder at that plan than most people on Earth. Yeah. Somebody in the Discord actually said something. It was like, Secret is just totally based on like confirmation bias, right? Because it's yeah. like, yeah, I think you're right. But the Secret also posits that anybody who thinks that will be able to achieve that. So like Jeff Bezos did believe that right. he would become the richest man in the world and create the store, the everything store. Yeah. But there are an, a bunch of other fucking assholes that, <laughs> that thought are, that. Oh yeah. And, I mean, how, and they how, didn't achieve that. How many, how many, yeah. Companies, you know, uh, you don't hear about it much anymore, but I feel like 10 years ago, you know, there were a bunch of Amazon killers that, you know, that yeah. jet.com and yeah. like all these other like. And they oh. were like jet sold to, uh, to Walmart. Walmart. Yeah. And like the founder of that probably made $200 million. Oh, yeah. But like he thought, no, I'm going I'm to be going to, yeah. the richest man who ever lived. Right. And it's like, but like I think also the secret is like, if you're aiming that high, and you achieve like five percent of that, you're gonna be like too happy with your life to give a shit. Well, yeah, I mean, I was to gonna really come out against the secret. I was gonna say, like, you know, the uh, uh, the the guy that started Jet, that uh, you know, Paul McCartney, but <laughs> uh, that that um. It was like oh, we're gonna beat Amazon at their own game. The person also probably worked ninety hour weeks yeah. for years to to even get you know a one percent of the way there, and yeah, wound up you know having a nice payday. But I, I would be surprised if that person isn't being like eaten alive by the fact that they didn't achieve, yeah. even though they probably still made mil billions of dollars. 
Yeah, I just wish Billion, billions of dollars don't uh, aren't enough to buy your your own private space agency. <laughs> the world would be so much better if like maniacs who wanted to achieve the craziest things on Earth could be reasoned with at some point to just be like, don't you have enough? And then yeah. like learn to appreciate what they have. Right. Or like, Hey, you know what? You know, it'd also be helpful. You could spend that money on because people and like, you know, I, I get part of the argument with like, uh, Bezos and Musk of like, like, you know, when people are like, well, you're spending all this money on getting to space. Like you could be solving homelessness or, or, or world hunger or disease. And, my thing is they're not even spending all their money on, <laughs> on these space things. Yeah. They could do both and they choose not to. Cool. That was your defense of them. <laughs> no, I mean I was just gonna I was gonna say that like that's the best thing you could say about those. Guys. I was gonna say that that they're not even uh, the, the throwing pe- all their money the away. People, they're just sitting on most I, of it. I think the thing is the people that criticize them as like you know, hey, you're trying to get us off this planet instead yeah. of helping this planet. Like that's yeah, they could do both. That's <laughs> fucked up. That I'm like, no, they're they're misleading you into thinking yeah. that that's what they're spending all their money on. They're they're spending like one. They're spending the same amount of money on getting to space that the average person spends on Netflix. <laughs> like they could they could be doing both. Tom, the next chapter is the secret to the world. Whoa, I'd like to hear it. Oh, yeah. aliens. Undersea aliens don't factor into this at all. What about Atlanteans, though? Not even Atlanteans. Mm, Well, people people from Atlanta. (laughs) No, I Uh, suppose Tyler Perry factors into. I bet he practiced the secret. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, that's a person where it's like he did achieve the secret, but again, through very hard work. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Nichols says this, Tom. Mm hmm. In our society, we've become... I think Tyler Perry, sorry to interrupt, is one of those people that, like, has a, like, Jim Carrey-esque story of, like, I was down to my last dollar. Yeah. And then I... I mean, every successful person who went for it has that. I think there's... But again, it's confirmation bias. There's 40,000 Jim Carrey and Tyler Perrys who... uh, could not cash that check man, and became meth addicts. 40,000 Jim Carrey's. Somebody stopped them. It's too many. Yeah, that's a terrifying thought. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go to a wedding where, uh, or we've both been invited to a wedding that we're happy to go to. <laughs> we're to wear uh, bright colors and you're going to dress up like the mask? I hope so, yeah. That's my dream. Man, I'm trying to order a suit from China. It's our friend Dan. Tom, if you showed up uh-huh. in a bright yellow suit and the mask makeup, I think nothing <laughs> would make Dan happier than that. <laughs> I want to upstage the whole wedding. <laughs> there is a good chance that Dan will do that. <laughs> I want to upstage the wedding, but we'll see. Uh, Lisa Nichols says, in our society, we've become content with fighting against things, fighting against cancer, fighting against poverty, fighting against war, fighting against drugs, fighting against terrorism, fighting against violence. We tend to fight everything we don't want, which actually creates more of a fight. This is when it kind of gets like a little strange. Yeah. Because like the main thesis of this chapter is like, Stop complaining about things and fighting against things. And they even say at one point, like, 
don't fight against a politician you don't like. Fight for a politician you do like who right. is running opposed to that person. Yeah. Or like, uh, you know, like the war on drugs. Don't focus on drugs. Yeah. Focus on the things in that society that will get, prevent people yeah. from from turning to drugs. That's cool. But they're also like, you know, like also like you whiners, <laughs> you anti-war people, uh, like stop talking about how there shouldn't be any war. <laughs> War's fine. Yeah. Uh, the anti-war movement creates more war. The anti-drug movement has actually created more drugs. That's true. Yeah. Because we're focusing on we what we don't want. Drugs. <laughs> um, they have this uh, Mother Teresa quote. Mm-hmm. More and more, she sucks, right? Yeah. She's like, don't invite me to an anti-war uh, protest. Call me when there's a pro-peace protest. And I, I get that, but it's right. also like, what, you like war because it, uh, it kept you in business. <laughs> kept the Mother Teresa wheels oiled. Yeah. Uh, the author of this book, when I discovered the secret, I made a decision that I would not watch the news or read newspapers anymore because it did not make me feel good. I think that's like shitty, but also like that's what I do for Twitter. And I think that's like a positive thing. It's like, I'm going to stop reading Twitter because it just makes me feel bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's there's an argument to be said that it's sticking your head in the sand. But in some instances, you know, and in some instances like war where it is like, well, there's nothing I can do to stop this other than like vote (laughs) against the people that want this and like support the causes that are trying to you know put an end to it but like you could blow yourself up in the public square you could blow yourself up you could set yourself on fire uh but otherwise it's like yeah at a certain point there's diminishing returns where it's like i mean you know this this has happened you need to work towards the causes right this this has happened over the last five years with you know politics in this country and other countries where it's like yeah, I don't need to be made aware of how awful somebody yeah. is anymore. I'm, I, you sold me. They're awful. I'm for trying to get them, get rid of them. Uh, and that's seemed like your dog just ran full speed into the door. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because she did. Um. Yeah. No. And and like there was that argument during the Trump era, mm-hmm. which might repeat itself at some point, but where it's like. You're mad at Donald Trump? Okay, focus that. Like, go out in your own community and do something positive. Right. And if everybody that spent their time bitching on Twitter about how bad Trump is went out and, like, devoted a couple hours a week, like, we would have a net better society than during previous eras because, like, we could all counteract that with with positivity, right? right? And look at me. I've bought into the secret. Yeah. One of the questions I get asked all the time is if everyone if everyone uses the secret and they all treat the universe like a catalog, aren't we going to run out of stuff? Won't everyone just make a run for it and bust the bank? And the answer apparently is no. Well, I I mean, I get that because I think the answer is like not everybody's going to do the secret. Yeah, but I think they're like, even if everybody does, like, and this is kind of what, like, they're like, there is enough for everybody. Yeah. And if there's not, we'll figure it out. Like, and it's the thing, like, with hunger and poverty in the world, like, it's like, well, how do you solve poverty if everybody got a uh, livable income? It's like, 
Yeah, there's enough to go around to <laughs> yeah. give everybody a livable income. There's enough food to give everybody enough nutrition to stay alive. It's just yeah, the it, allocation it, of the shit is fucked up. Right. And it's like, all right, the secret, point to you. There is enough for everybody. Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, how do we power things? It's like, there's enough renewable power that we're just like, you know, not, you know, not spending enough. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um. And then it's also like uh, start blessing people. I think this was a, a weird thing where it's like mm. uh, spread the word of the secret and also like be generous. Look, at its heart, a lot of this stuff is good. Yeah. But um, it's also like, and you'll get a fucking Ferrari at the end of it. <laughs> but like, it's also like if you have to promise somebody a Ferrari right. to get them to be like, let me- Nice to people. Yeah, let me be nice to people and try to improve society. Yeah. And it's like- but, like, people, I feel, like, focused on the wrong things in this book. Well, I mean... And they and should that, cut off the... I think they should, like, accentuate the other things a little bit more. But yeah. also, like, they were, like, playing to the society that they were trying to sell books to. And there we go. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem with a lot of uh, religion, you know, that... Mm -hmm. uh, it's like, well, we're going to scare you into doing the right thing or we're going to, uh, you know, promise you something into doing the right thing when it's like, no, doing the right thing should be the reward yeah. itself. And then in the same way that, I mean, this is very much like religion, right? Where it's yeah. just like the colonel is is very positive and good. And then it's like Colonel Sanders. Yeah. Colonel Sanders. Mm -hmm. um, I was wondering what religion you were talking well, about. Well, you're always upset because the colonel could say certain words <laughs> and be forgiven. And then what words were the Tim, once again, you're confusing me with Papa John. I'm trying to Papa John you all the time, Tom. <laughs> um, but and it's like, it also gets ever, ever since I started dyeing my hair black, you've been confusing <laughs> me with Papa John and being red and sweaty all the time. Um, the kernel is good and the message is good and it's like and also like give us all your money and let us live like kings yeah, yeah. and you'll and that'll help it out. you out yeah um <laughs> this is my favorite part of the book tom mm -hmm. this is uh in the the last chapter the secret to you no oh, to tom in my case it was to tim oh i thought you were saying the chapter is titled the secret to tom oh the secret to tom one of the most exciting things about living in this time is that the discoveries of quantum physics and new science mm. are in total harmony with the teachings of the secret and with what all the great teachers have known throughout history. That everything's connected. It's, this goes into like energy and we're all the same energy. And yeah. you looked at your hand, it looks like a hand. But if you looked under an, a microscope, it's vibrating energy. Um, you need like a pretty strong. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but this is what the author claims. Uh -huh. It's like, you took it too far. I never studied science or physics at school. And yet when I read complex books on quantum physics, I understood them perfectly because I wanted to understand them. No, not if you read complex books. If, <laughs> yeah. you, if you read books on, you know, there, there are a lot of good quantum physics books like aimed towards the layperson. And like, sure, if you read it in term, you know, that's put yeah. in those terms. No, she claims, Rhonda yeah. claims, yeah. look, if I want to understand something, I'll understand it. Yeah, I mean, you're just not going to, you're not going to know the terminology. Our old buddy Bob Proctor has the funniest <laughs> quote in the book. 
I don't care what city you're living in. Mm-hmm. You've got enough power in your body, potential power, to illumin- to illuminate the whole city for nearly a week. <laughs> Why is it nearly a week? Like, that's too specific. It's like yeah. six days of power. I don't care what city it is. And it's like and New now York it- versus Milwaukee. So we have more power yeah. than somebody in Wisconsin. And it's like nearly a week. Just say... Just cut this to to illuminate the whole city. Well, and like how running on a treadmill or like if you put no, some electrodes on me. Tom, have you got nothing from the secret? <laughs> Tom, have you not gone down to the power play and just tried believing at it? <laughs> um, comp- hey, what, hey yeah. Frank, what's going on? All the equipment's going haywire. <laughs> yeah, there's a fucking guy out there believing at us. Yeah. Um, I don't think this actually was the last chapter, but... <laughs> Whatever. It's the same shit. Here's the thing. Uh, basically, at the end, they're just like, they get to it. You are God in a physical body. Whoa. You are spirit in the flesh. You are eternal life expressing itself as you. You are a cosmic being. You are all power. You are all wisdom. You are all intelligence. You are perfection. You are magnificence. You are the creator, and you are creating the creation of you on this planet. I watched this YouTube video recently that hypothesized that um, all of us, like all of creation, is just God trying to figure itself out. Mm. And it was uh, pretty compelling. And it was all about... How? I feel like there's overlap between the YouTube Joe Rogan bros <laughs> like you and the secret philosophy. Well, the, and well, and that's why it reminded me of it because a lot of it was like the idea that that's why like everything is opposites. That er, like it's God trying to like learn about him or herself, mm-hmm. and the way it can do that is through like opposing forces but then also that explains love because love is like opposing forces coming together and explains batman and the joker a hundred percent explains and it but then it also explains batman and catwoman Mm -hmm. uh there's an affirmation that uh you can say to yourself that will encompass everything i'm god i am whole Perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. And ripped. Yeah, you say that every day, you'll become a a J.K. Simmons yourself. And an Adonis. J.K. Simmons is so ripped right now. I know. It's unbelievable. Are there any limits to this? Absolutely not. We are unlimited beings. We have no ceiling. The capabilities and the talents and the gifts and the power that is within every single individual that is on the planet is unlimited. There's a regular limitless situation. We're all Bradley Cooper. Now, do you think if you talk to this person like uh, off the record that they would tell you like, yeah, I don't believe in all this stuff, but this is all like a means to an end. Probably. I mean, I think that this they're is doing the what they have to, yeah. you have to get into. And that's what I was saying about yeah. like earlier where like, Perhaps, like, if you delude yourself into being, I'm going to be the richest person in the world. You still might it, wind up being a billionaire. If it motivates you enough to be financially 
stable or independent, mm-hmm. are you going to give a shit that you're not the richest person in the world? Or are you going to be like, all right, well, that Good anxiety enough. of living paycheck to paycheck right. is is gone. Um, and so like, and if it's like, look, I have this terminal disease and they're just like, if you think positive and like now with this stuff that we might've added after the fact, right. Continue your treatments, but also think positively like that will probably, you know, at least extend your life. Yeah. Or like maybe studies show will, will like, if we had to trick you into thinking positively, Mm -hmm. like, and I think this might just be and like, there's a big thing on the secret in the secret of you chapter where it's like, if your past is weighing you down, you have to let go of your past. And like, if there's stuff in your past that's that you're really like harping on, mm-hmm. like you can't move forward if you're always thinking yeah, about which that. Is, which is and true. That's good advice. Yeah. Like all of this, like I feel like it's is typical psychological yeah. tenets that they're like wrapping up and being like, and if you think this, you'll be the richest person and you'll be a fucking Sultan and like everything will happen the way you want. And it's like, they just get you to like a place where you're a little bit happier. Maybe the net benefit is good. Hey, shoot for the moon. At least you'll, even if you miss, you'll be among the stars. Yeah. Which I always hate it. Cause it's like, no, the stars are so much further away than the moon. Yeah. You idiot. We can end it there. Taking a There's a whole, there's a whole other chapter. The secret of, fucking something else i mean it sounds like every chapter has been uh exactly exactly the the same same. yeah Uh yeah this thing is padded like a fucking seventh grade essay it's not that long to begin with right no no yeah like uh i forgot that we were recording today or like we were we decided it was up in the air yeah and i definitely read and took notes (laughs) like extensive notes for four chapters a third of the book in less than 45 minutes. Wow. So is you're saying somebody could change their life in about two hours yeah, of reading time. Or three hours of listening to Books of the Podcast. <laughs> right. Which is technically less expensive. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, wh- what what uh, rating would you give The Secret out um, of uh, 10? I would say a one because it's so cynical. Wow, I was I was gonna guess you were gonna say a four because it does have some good advice. I think it, it has a lot of good advice, but I think it is too condescending. Yeah, and I think it's just kind of number one a cash grab, and number two kind of like you don't have to you don't have to go this far. Um, and I think it can be damaging in a lot of respects, and I think it reinforces a lot of people's worst instincts. Yeah, I wish you would, but. It is a Tim's pick for recommended by. I mean, I was going to say, Tim, I wish you would stop reading uh, and recommending damaging books to people. Hmm. I think there's there's a lot of good stuff in this. But I also <laughs> think everybody involved with it is a fucking despicable bottom feeder. And I wish them only the worst. Well, you heard it, Oprah. Tim's coming for you. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oprah's a despicable bottom feeder. Oh boy, Tim's about to be disappeared by. <laughs> by... <laughs> no, I don't. I think Oprah's fine. by the good people at Harpo Productions. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, next week I'm going to be watching the the uh, Katie Holmes and Jerry O'Connell movie. Yeah. 
the secret, the secret, like uh, back in back in the back habit. in the habit, <laughs> something like that. Um, I might I might watch the the original secret movie too. Yeah, the secret dare to dream. Yeah, starring Katie Holmes, Jerry O'Connell, and Josh Lucas. Is that a guy? Yeah, the, I the, mean it is. I mean his name is listed. Yeah, in the I thing. mean. It, it, just to be clear, it's not some Jar Jar Binks esque character that uh, is purely CGI in Man, this movie. They should start putting fucking Jar Jar Binks in other movies. George Lucas won't let him. Why wouldn't? Why isn't he in the new Space Jam? By the way, people are getting a little too upset about this new Space Jam. Well, he's not in the new Space Jam because it's all Warner Brothers yeah, characters. I know. I was, you fucking idiot! I was kidding. Yeah, well, it's not. Where funny. do you fall on this new Space Jam? Oh, it's a movie for kids. That's <laughs> where I felt. Uh, that's where I landed. On the original Space Jam right. that came out when I was 14. Yeah, we were a little too old when like, it came out. Just barely too yeah. old. And like, I remember being like, huh, silly movie coming out. Dumb, not for me. Yeah. And then people my age now are pitching a fucking fit online <laughs> about it. And it's like, yeah. guys, it's 25 years later. We didn't care about it back then. Why do we have to care about it now? We need to unplug the internet. Well, and it's like, you know, LeBron James is at like pretty much the exact same point in his career that Michael Jordan was at the time of like being the undisputed, like best player, one of them at least. Yeah. And it's like, he's not over the hill, but his best days are behind him. And he's, you know, he's probably like Jordan. Still's got some. No, but people are like mad about him. the misuse of uni- Looney Tunes IP yeah, and shit. It's like, like, hey, what about? Like, oh, where and, were you when they were wearing their clothes backwards on T-shirts? Exactly. Talk to Paul McKenna. You got a big beef with him. <laughs> Seventh grade. Um, and then another thing that I wanted to say about the new Space Jam, Tom. I'm getting <laughs> it all off my chest. Um, uh, they put the Iron Giant in it, just like they put the Iron Giant in Ready Player One. Right fucking like make more iron giant stuff if nobody cared that. about the iron like yeah. the movie flopped in 1999 it was a great movie and yeah. now they're acting like oh it's this beloved film that we're gonna reference and all these other things it's like no yeah people need to watch the original iron giant now what do you think about them putting uh the clockwork orange guys in there <laughs> that's very funny <laughs> yeah i mean that's like a pretty good bit <laughs> yeah where it's like no whoever put them in knew it was fucked up to yeah. put that in yeah. and they were like and like no kids and, and it, like, some it's warner not, brothers like executive was like yeah you, you just don't use batman you can use anything <laughs> yeah, else and they're technically villains and like it's yeah. like no kid is gonna be like that's the thing those they're are rapists yeah um all right yeah <laughs> I mean, they're putting Jack Nicholson's Joker in there. Are they? Yeah. And like the Joker's done a lot of bad things, but everybody loves him. Mm -hmm. Except Batman. I mean, they have a love-hate relationship. Couldn't you see like if the Joker were- Are they putting Keith Ledger's uh, Joker in there? I don't think so. Uh, I think just- Too scary. Just Well, uh, uh, Danny DeVito's Penguin's in there too. Ooh. Uh, but not Dane DeVito playing him. Uh, no. I'm pretty sure. You know, it's like a background thing. Right. Uh, Jim Carrey's The Mask is in there. As a villain? No, it's just like a person a watching guy. the game, just like somebody just plays some basketball. Nice. Um, I forget what I was going to. Oh, can you see if Batman the Joker were real? 
that like Batman, Batman, <laughs> this is what, Batman, so bad. Batman would be having a real hard time because like so much of society would be like, the Joker is cool. Let him out of, let him out yeah. of Arkham. Yeah. Sick, sick world. There'd be a Twitter. There'd be a hashtag about it. Free Joker. Well, you're against the free Britney movement, right? Uh, I am against the free Britney movement. I'm also, you were a big per, uh, person that said Bill Cosby should let go because he had that agreement with a prosecutor before. That's so I know true. you've been celebrating. Man, if Bill Cosby falls down the stairs and dies in the next couple of weeks, chokes, which is what's going to happen. Chokes on a jello pudding yeah. pop. Just melt. Uh, thank you for being patrons. Uh, next, watch the movie. Katie Holmes is in it. Yeah, and she's never been in a bad movie. We love you very much. The Gift, good movie. Uh, See you next week.